American dream is dead. For some people, eh, it's not what you think. Wait till you hear. Uh, the FBI, <laughs> they're targeting their own. Yep, you knew it was going to come down to this. They always eat their own. And the WEF blueprint for our destruction. All that and more coming up on today's show. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Tuesday. Yes, it is Tuesday. And uh, we got lots going on. Hey, if you are just uh, joining us, be sure you have a Rumble account. It's free, easy to sign up for. And then you can follow the show. That's that green button over here somewhere, a little green oval. It says follow. Just give that a click, and you're good to go. You can also join us over on our Locals channel. Now, you can join if you want for free, but also for about the cost of buying me a cup of coffee a month, you can subscribe. And subscribers get exclusive weird Hmm. behind the scenes videos usually it's me at dinner but um, we have a few other things coming up and uh, that is on our locals channel that's the red button over there all right so we got all that and more on the way tonight and before we get into all that we got to tell you about one of our great sponsors just give me a few seconds here and look at this look at this from nord vpn 65 percent and three months free if you use the link that is down there in our show notes. That is a deal, my friends. You know, in this digital age we live in, everything you do online is monitored. They're gathering your information, your contact information, your friends, your family. Security and online privacy is more important than ever, especially these days. And that's why NordVPN is the perfect solution for protecting your internet activity. Look, honestly, there's a lot of VPNs out there. Nord, you can browse the web securely, privately. You don't have to worry about hackers and snoopers. Even your own internet service provider, your ISP, the people you pay to give you internet, they gather your information too. Yeah, really they do. They have military-grade encryption technology at NordVPN, and that makes sure that your data stays safe and confidential. Not only do they protect your privacy, your personal information, but it also unlocks a world of entertainment. 5,000 servers, 59 countries. You can access your favorite websites, streaming services, all with an easy-to-connect NordVPN. Look, I know you might not be a tech guru. You don't have to be. You install the app, you press one button, you're done. You're protected. And I love this part. With every single NordVPN account, you can connect up to six devices. Yeah, your laptop, your handphone, your partner's laptop and handphone, maybe your kid's devices. Six devices with a single NordVPN. Why risk your online security and your freedom? Check it out. Nord, go ahead, compare it with the other guys. I don't mind. You'll be back. NordVPN, and if you use the link in our show notes, take a look at that. 65% a Black Friday discount and three months free. The cost of this is less than a cup of coffee every month. And you definitely need to be protected with NordVPN. Thank you, Nord, for helping to sponsor the show. We really do appreciate it. Show your support. Get yourself protected. NordVPN. Don't get online without it. I don't, and neither should you. I. The American dream. Yay. Well, for some people, not so much. <laughs> and you'd never believe who. Things in Chicago are so bad that Venezuelan illegals, you know, the folks who cross the border illegally, they are fleeing back to Venezuela. <laughs> Bye. Don't let the border gate hit you in the ass on the way out. Oh, wait. There is no border gate. 
when illegals from Venezuela want to leave the U.S. and go back to their Marxist hellhole, obviously that's a pretty clear sign that things are pretty bad. Chicago, Illinois, the lack of work opportunities, living in shelters, has convinced a lot of these illegals they might just be better off back home. And chances are they would be. Get out. Nobody keeping you here. In fact, we don't want you here. Chicago, by the way, was, of course, known as a sanctuary city. So thousands of illegals entering the U.S. sent to Chicago. Thank you, Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Yes. Things are rapidly changing, though, including a very difficult winter setting in lack of support from local governments, many are now considering going back to Venezuela. Very revealing of all the hypocrisy of sanctuary cities. Talk a big game till they're actually put to the test. Wow. Chicago has become so unpleasant that migrants are fleeing back to Venezuela after being dumped in shelters and refused better-paying jobs since August last year. Listen to these numbers. 20,700 migrants arrived in Chicago from Texas. That's just bigger than a small town, bigger than the town I grew up in. The Lone Star State Governor Abbott sent migrants to Chicago and other Democrat-run cities because of their proud status as sanctuary cities. Enhanced protection against detention, deportation, if you are an undocumented illegal alien in this country. Harsh winter, of course. Illinois is well-known. Chicago, the windy city. Lack of any migrant infrastructure, ambivalent support from locals, a lot of people who undertook that journey from the U.S.-Mexico border actually have turned around and gone home. This guy, Miguel or Michael Castejo, 39, and his family have been sleeping on the floors of police stations and shelters after he couldn't afford to pay the rent in Chicago. His work permit was taking so long to arrive, even with city vouchers, rental assistance, not enough. And once that ran out, they wound up sleeping on the floor at a police station. After finding a job, still not enough to survive, he felt better to return to Venezuela, even with its Marxist harsh government. <laughs> ah, I love it when this happens. I feel good. I feel good. Just had to throw that little clip. That's my new clip, okay? The, uh, the jet screamer and the man. I feel good. <laughs> Hey, by the way, speaking of feeling good, we got some new followers. Thank you very much. And in fact, I think I'm a personal friend of one of our new followers. We got Stingray, uh, followed the show just a few days ago. Thank you very much. And also, brand new follower, Mark Chalosky. Mark, if I'm not mistaken, and you're the right Mark Chalosky. <laughs> By the way, very cute what you did with your name there. Man, dog, it has been forever. Mark is a uh, DJ, a radio announcer. He's been in the business. I think I might have even hired him for his first job, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I'm that old. But uh, Mark, you're not such a spring chicken anymore. <laughs> Thank you for following the show. Wow, great to have you along for the ride. An old broadcasting buddy of mine from years ago. Too many. Hey, did you hear the story about the Secret Service opening fire? Oh, yeah. Wow. 
Yes, let's just continue without supporting Reuters because Reuters sucks. But we used it for this story because we like to vary it up a bit. We don't always want to get our data and information from conservative sources. Although, you know, agents protecting Biden's daughter open fire in a car break-in incident. There she is. U.S. Secret Service agents detailed to protect uh, President Biden's granddaughter fired shots after three people tried to break into an unmarked Secret Service vehicle late Sunday in Washington. Wow. In a statement, the uh, Secret Service said agents encountered possibly three people breaking a window. Wait, wait a minute. Hold on. I, unlike Dan Bongino, have never been a Secret Service agent. I was in law enforcement for five years. I worked mostly in uh, internal affairs as an internal affairs detective inspector. Regardless, doesn't matter. Wouldn't even an unmarked Secret Service vehicle have bulletproof windows? You think it's the president's granddaughter? <laughs> One agent discharged a weapon, and the suspects immediately fled the scene. It is believed no one was struck, they said in the statement, which did not confirm whether the agent was part of the detail to protect Naomi Biden, who is the daughter that Hunter has been denying existed, or refused to recognize, and her grandfather, the notorious dirt bag of bones Joe Biden, also refused until recently, <clears throat> said the incident took place before midnight in Washington's posh Georgetown neighborhood. There was no threat to any of the protectees. Yeah. Something Thinks about this story. I, I, I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. But from the, what, what would you be, if that's actually the vehicle? I mean, come on. I know thieves and car jackers and all are notoriously idiots. But you would have, to, what level of moron single digit IQ goofball would you have to be to see that? and think you were going to break into it. I, like I said, I don't know what, something just sticks in my craw about this story. I, you know, are they, once again, it's like, you know, ooh, look, shiny red object, look over here. Well, uh, you know, other things are happening. In fact, speaking of other things, hmm. The FBI is eating its own. Yeah, not kidding. They are absolutely eating their own. You knew it was going to happen. I told you it was going to happen. And it's happening. Before we tell you about that, though, let's tell you about another one of our great sponsors, and that would be Blackout Coffee. Love these guys. Be awake, not woke. Blackout Coffee. Yes, I want in. Oh, all right. We'll do that later. <laughs> Man, coffee with values, these guys are what it's all about. Blackout coffee. Tired of the same old liberal flavored crap coffee you've been drinking? Give it up. Throw it away. Don't buy it anymore. Get yourself some blackout coffee and you will find out what real coffee tastes like. We love blackout coffee. I personally recommend it. I probably drink five, six, seven cups a day. Got a cup here with me right now, as a matter of fact. It is a coffee company 100% committed to two things, conservative values and making a damn good cup of coffee. Sourcing the beans, local co-op, American farmers. Like I said, these are American companies. They use other American companies for their product. The roasting process, customer support, shipping, Blackout Coffee has an amazing work ethic. They're dedicated to you, and they're dedicated to this country, the United States of America. Zero compromise on taste or quality. Do me a favor, head over to Blackout Coffee. That's the top link in our show notes. 
Just pick up a single bag. It's not expensive, and I got you a special discount. I'll tell you about that coming up. Pick up a bag of beans. They have an, a small batch roasting process, which means when you order, only then, usually 24 to 48 hours, they will roast your beans, ship them out, and three days, it's at your doorstep. Now that's fresh roasted beans, and that really makes all the difference. Hey, check this out too while we're there. They have a holiday edition. I I gotta be honest, I'm not big on flavored coffees. I know a lot of people are, so I wanna tell you about this. Pumpkin spice, of course. Peppermint mocha, now that kinda sounds nice. Eggnog, okay. Uh, holiday grog, ooh, now you got my attention. And winter wonderland flavored coffees, cool. Signature blends, partner roasts, flavored coffees. By the way, if you have one of those machines, they have single-serve coffee pods, too. I think they cover it all. You really want to go crazy? Here you go, a five-pound bag. How about that? Shirts and hoodies, they've got some merch over there. And check this out. These are the people, in addition to the Jay Sheldon Show, Dan Bongino, The Benny Show, Gunning Gadgets, Charlie Kirk. Look at all these folks who are behind Blackout Coffee, including yours truly, Jay Sheldon Show. And you know what? If you head over there right now using our link or at checkout, promo code J20, 20% off your first order. J-A-Y 20, that'll get you that great deal, 20% off your first order at Blackout Coffee. Wow. Thank you, Blackout Coffee, for being a, uh, a part of the show. We appreciate it. We're very proud to have you guys on board. All right. They're eating their own, and you knew it was going to happen. The FBI, they've been accused of targeting Trump types. Mm. Agents who served in the military are deemed disloyal. What? More whistleblowers have stepped forward to tell Congress that high-ranking FBI officials are targeting agents, specifically former military members, for their political beliefs and trying to force them out of the Bureau. Folks, if you ever had any thought rather than dismantle this FBI from the top down, get rid of everybody, break them into a million pieces and scatter them to the wind. This ought to encourage you to have that thought. And I'm not saying to defund the FBI. Take the money, take the good agents, part them out, Homeland Security, although, hmm, border, whatever. But this FBI, man, I'm telling you, Marine and other military veterans at the FBI have been accused of disloyalty, of all things, disloyalty to the U.S. because they fit the profile. Yeah, we're profiling, F the FBI is profiling their own agents of a former uh, supporter of former President Donald Trump according to two disclosures sent to the lawmakers on the House Judiciary Committee. Whistleblowers said Jeffrey Veltri, Deputy Assistant Director of the Bureau's Security Division, and Dina Perkins, Assistant Section Chief, specifically pursued employees who served in the Marine Corps and other military branches. I told you last night, I think, maybe last night about my absolute best friend growing up who was a Marine was a captain in the Corps is a Marine I should say went on to have a glorious career in the FBI as a special agent uh, back when the FBI actually had some integrity he is exactly the sort and you know trust me if you ever call bullshit this is bullshit I know of not another single person personally, I know it's a weird way to say it, but you know what I mean, who has more integrity, more proud 
of being an American than John was, my friend growing up, who became the Marine captain and an FBI agent. And these bastards are going after folks like that. They've stripped security agents of security, uh, uh, FBI agents of security clearances, sidelined them from the job, pushed them toward the egg exit, according to these disclosures. Said Mr. Veltri and Ms. Perkins either declared or attempted to declare the Marine and other veterans as disloyal to the United States. This is why we just simply need to get rid of the FBI. It's gotten that bad, they are eating their own. It's, it's beyond the pale, absolutely beyond the pale. All right, Klaus Schwab. Yeah, I know, I just have to say that name. And what's the first thing that comes to, the, to mind? The Nazi. Yeah. Not only does he sound like one, and you can't fault him for that, but he's an idiot. He's a moron. Klaus Schwab is saying it right out. You know, they've never hidden it. He wrote a book called The Great Reset. So when you think the Great Reset is some sort of conspiracy theory, sorry, he wrote a book called The Great Reset. Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, unelected, nobody wants them, nobody supports these idiots. Their secret blueprint to control every aspect of your life and these unelected asses sit there like they own and run the world. This is from Breitbart. The link is in our show notes. I encourage you to read it. Committed to the improving the state of the world. Yeah. Klaus Schwab took $6,000 in seed money back in 1971 transformed the WEF from a humble gathering of academics into the most exclusive club in the world, and they now rake who? What morons donate money to these idiots? You know how much they rake in every year? $390 million. From who? Sure as hell isn't coming out of my pocket. Market capitalization of WF's top members. Corporate, here, here's the list. Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Meta, Google, Comcast, Pfizer. Market capitalization tops $10 trillion. Double that if you include 10 trillion asset manager, BlackRock, whose founder and CEO, Larry Fink, is a WEF board member. They're all in on it. So we're talking just short of 20 trillion, with a T, dollars. Greater than the GDP of every nation on Earth except the United States. <laughs> now you wonder why the WEF controls so much when they are a complete unelected group of... I, I don't want to say it. Read the rest of this article. That's the kind of money and the kind of companies that are behind this commie bastard and his attempt to completely control. You will own nothing and you'll be happy. Yeah, that's the quote. It's an eye-opening article. You really must read it. I encourage you to. When there's a good one that's got a lot of info and facts in it, 
I always recommend them. I highly recommend you check this one out. It is down there in our show notes, so do that. All right. Back home in America, welcome to the police state. Part 14, 15, 23, 107. An American is ticketed for, get ready, shoveling snow off of the pathway on his property. I'm not kidding. There's video. Play it for you coming up. He was charged, ticketed, for breach of peace and illegal deposit of snow. After getting upset, the guy said, it's effing ridiculous. And he's sending this to the news. And he gets arrested. Unbelievable. He started, thankfully, filming this interaction with the cops. This is one of those shake your heads. There's a translation on the screen if you can't quite understand them, but the audio is pretty good on this. This will make you go, whoa. Deposit of snow onto a highway. Right. Breach of peace and illegal deposit of snow. Yep. Okay. So you're going to be Outstanding. On, a, on a PTA. You got to go in and... Uh, April. I'm, I'm not fucking going anywhere for this. I'm sending this right to the news. Okay, so April. All right. Fozzie, come down. Hey, yeah. Hold on, let me get the dogs in. Fozzie, get in. More, get in, please. Fozzie, get in. Hey, be careful. You're going to get a breach of peace. All right, so James. So <laughs> go on. April 6th, 2021. I'm not fucking going anywhere. 9 a.m. on 17th. All right, good, good for you. All right. All right. Yeah. No, I'm not signing shit. Yeah. James, if you I'm not signing James, that. This is you, absurd. It, I'm going to put you in handcuffs and bring you in. You're going you're gonna to fucking put me in handcuffs for fucking plowing my neighbor's fucking driveways? I don't want to do that to you. So if you just sign this and go to court, we'll be done with it. No, I'm not going to court for that shit. This is fucking ridiculous. Go ahead. Anybody tell me. Tell me that you're... Go ahead. Tell, tell the news that I am getting arrested for plowing my neighbor's driveways. Go ahead. I dare one of you guys say it. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Do you want to sign well, Arrest me! Do you want to sign the summons or not? You're getting a ticket right now. You're getting a summons <laughs> to appear in court. I'm not going to court. I'm not taking this ticket. To... I'm not signing shit. This is how we do it. We stand up. I don't up. get... Dude, dude, I'm not going to fucking court for plowing my neighbor's driveways. I'm sorry. Just sign the form and don't show up to court and then there'll be a warning. No, I'm not signing shit. Arrest me. I don't want to take, I don't want to take you. All right, arrest me. Arrest me. Go on. We don't want to do it. No, no, no. Please, just go ahead and do it. James, I don't want to do it to you. Oh, all right. That's all right. So asking you to take the easy way. Okay, go ahead. James, do you want to Arrest me. Do you want to sign the summons? Yes or no. Yes, I said. There you go. There you go. Arrest me. I know, not a comfortable experience, but just like this guy, this is how we stop this bullshit. This is how we stop the police state. We stand up and we say, no more. It ain't happening. I don't care. I'm not signing your damn ticket. I'm not going to court. Arrest me. Grab yourself a decent lawyer or a public defender if you have to. And do not put up with this police state horseshit. Because that is the only way this is going to stop. The only way this is going to stop. Police state, the imbeciles that we also need to stand up for. This is, a, I know that was kind of a long video, but it was worth it to me. I wanted to play all of it for you because what happens in the end when he says, turn around, put your hands behind your back, that's just kind of the cherry on the top. Police state. We also live in a state with freaks. These people are imbeciles. How do you know what gender your children are? How do you know? According to this 
freak. You literally have no way of knowing. First of all, I'm not sure whether it's the blue hair or the nose piercing or what is that around her neck? Some sort of Wiccan or satanic sort of thing? I, whatever. Freak, listen. I'm going to play this more than once. It's only nine seconds. Because you need to grasp what she's saying. Listen. A reminder that unless someone tells you their gender, you literally have no way of telling. And yes, that includes your own children. I don't care how young they are. Did you hear that? Unless someone tells you their gender, you literally have no way of knowing and yes that includes children Here's a reminder that unless someone tells you their gender you literally have no way of telling and yes that includes your own children i don't care how young they are these it doesn't say what this moron does for a living god help us if she's a teacher but these are the people who are out there. And you know what? I think I'm going to do a rant about this tomorrow. This is not the majority. These are the freaks that libs of TikTok, gays against groomers, post to make you aware of what's happening. We need to, and it's a very, it's what, maybe 5% of the population are these blue-haired freaks from hell. We do not need to be kowtowing, bending over, and, oh, I'm offended because you didn't use my proper pronoun. Screw you. I will call you whatever I want or whatever I feel like. And I really couldn't give a fat rat's ass whether you're offended or not, Mr. 5%, and we're sucking up to it. It's time for conservative people with good American values like you to say, that's it. We're not doing it anymore. Here's the line drawn. That's it. We're done. We are done. It's the only way it's going to change. Ignore them. You can just F off. Draw that line. And that's it. We're done. No longer. In fact, I, I, I want to bring you these idiots because it's important you're aware of the kind of freaks that are out there. Some teaching our kids. But I'm seriously thinking that I should just stop giving these people any publicity because that's all they're after. That's all they want. They want their face on camera. They want to be TikTok famous. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. All right. There is a story that's been around uh, X today, and it's not new. It's quite old, in fact. This is from September of 2010, and it's from the uh, BBC. Now, the link to this does not work where I am. I tried it with my VPN on, of course. Still doesn't work. Don't know why. It may be that they've taken the video down. But this will open your eyes once again. The sexually abused dancing boys of Afghanistan. In Afghanistan, women are not allowed to dance in public, but boys can be made to dance in women's clothing and they are quite often sexually abused by the men. Interesting story here, it's after midnight. I'm at a wedding party in a remote village in northern Afghanistan. No sign of the bride or groom, any women, only men. Some of them armed, some taking drugs. Almost Everyone's attention is focused on a 15-year-old boy dancing for the crowd in a long, shiny woman's dress, his face covered by a red scarf. 
He's wearing fake breasts and beliefs around his ankles. Someone offers him some U.S. dollars, and he grabs them with his teeth. An ancient tradition. People call it bachabaze, which literally means playing with boys. Now, all that's pretty frightening, but the most disturbing part is what happens when the parties are over. More often than not, the boys are taken to hotels and sexually abused. Men who practice this crap, wealthy, powerful, some of them keep several bachas, boys, and use them as status symbols, a display of their riches. The boys who can be as young as 12, usually orphans or from very poor families. This goes on to tell the story of this one 15-year-old, and a fair warning before you read it, it's hard. It is harsh to say the least, to say the least. There was a promo, I can't call it up now. Anyway, look it up, it's from the BBC, there's a promo, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, there was a link to a YouTube video. Ah, yes, okay, here, I got it. Man, I'm efficient. Here you go. This is, uh, the link is in our show notes, by the way. You'll see it under the heading, The Dancing Boys of Afghanistan. It's still there. It's from 2010. This is the full documentary, so it, you can access it through YouTube. The link is in our show notes. Let me just play the very beginning of this for you. We're looking for a boy who's good for dancing, around 12 or 13, and very attractive. Do you spend the night with them? Of course. I'll tell their parents that I'll train them. They give you permission? Of course. What do you promise them? Money. You look for poor boys who have nothing? Yes, they're poor. Driving through this busy town, the driver gets out runs into a shop, and a few moments later, comes back out again with a little boy in his hands. There he goes. I, I'm not gonna play the whole thing. In fact, I can't play the whole thing, but the link is there, I, 52 minutes long, take an hour and watch it. This goes on, it's gone on for a long time, and it's still going on, as we speak, as we speak. All right, one more good news, because we sure could use some after all the crap we brought you tonight. And this is about Dale Schroeder. Just words on a page, but I need to tell you this story. He was a simple, humble man from Iowa who ended up changing the lives of 33 people forever. He worked as a carpenter for the same company for 67 years, grew up poor, had no wife, and no children of his own. His friend Steve Nielsen described Schroeder as a blue-collar, lunch-pail kind of guy. Went to work every day, worked really hard, was frugal, like a lot of Iowans. He had church jeans and work jeans. He saved a fortune over the years, 
He had no living descendants, and so before he died, he went to his lawyer with a plan for his money, which by that time was pretty substantial. He said, I never got the opportunity to go to college, so I'd like to help kids go to college. Not only did Schroeder have enough money to send a few kids to college, he had saved enough to send dozens. In the end, Dale Schroeder sent 33 children, kids, to college. That is Dale Schroeder. Simple man from Iowa used his life savings to send 33 people to college for free. We need more Dale Schroeders in this country. We really do, especially now. Okay, book time. We're almost to the end. This is our last chapter of Lord of the Flies. If you're new to the show, you're wondering what the hell is he doing? <laughs> we have, from the, almost the beginning, read books on this show, mostly classic children's literature, Jungle Book, Winnie the Pooh, Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland, Jungle Book. Then we did uh, George Orwell, 1984, and Animal Farm. Then we moved on to Lord of the Flies, our current book, which we are almost at the end of. And coming up next, once we finish this, later on this week, we're going to do Treasure Island, which is one of the all-time classic, classic pieces of literature. But right now, things have gotten pretty hairy around the island as we continue with Lord of the Flies. Ralph was spying on the gang of savages, not wanting to get caught. We're continuing with chapter 12. Ralph put his head down on his forearms and accepted this new fact like a wound. Sam Narek was part of a tribe now. They were guarding the castle rock against him. There was no chance of rescuing them and building up an outlaw tribe at the other end of the island. Sam Narek were savages like the rest. Piggy was dead. The conch smashed to powder. At length, the guard climbed down. The two that remained seemed nothing more than a dark extension of the rock. A star appeared behind them and was momentarily eclipsed by some movement. Ralph edged forward, feeling his way over the unseen surface as though he were blind. There were miles of vague water at his right, and the restless ocean lay under his left hand, as awful as the shaft of a pit. Every minute, the water breathed round the dead rock and flowered into a field of whiteness. Ralph crawled until he found the edge of the entry in his grasp. The lookouts were immediately above him, and he could see the end of a spear projecting over the rock. He called very gently, Sam Narek. There was no reply. To carry, he must speak louder, and this would rouse those striped and inimical creatures from their feasting by the fire. He set his teeth and began to climb, finding the holes by touch. The stick that had supported a skull hampered him, but he would not be parted from his only weapon. He was nearly level with the twins before he spoke again. Sam Narek. He heard a cry and a flurry from the rock. The twins had grabbed each other and were gibbering. It's me, Ralph. Terrified that they would run and give the alarm, he hauled himself up until his head and shoulders stuck over the top. Far below his armpit, he saw the luminous flowering around the rock. It's only me, Ralph. At length, they bent forward and peered into his face. Uh, we thought it was, we, we, we didn't know what it was. We thought, memory of their new and shameful loyalty came to them. Eric was silent, but Sam tried to do his duty. You got to go now, Ralph. You go away now. He wagged his spear and essayed fiercely. You shove off, see? Eric nodded agreement, jabbed his spear in the air 
Ralph leaned on his arms and did not go. I came to see you two. His voice was thick, his throat hurting him now, though it had received no wound. I came to see you two. Words could not express the dull pain of these things. He fell silent while the vivid stars were split and danced always. Sam shifted uneasily. Honest, Ralph, you, you better go. Ralph looked up again. You two aren't painted. How can you, if it were light, if it were light, shame would burn them at admitting these things, but the night was dark. Eric took up, and then the twins started their antiphonal speech. You gotta go because it's not safe. They made us. They hurt us. Who? Jack? Oh, no. They bent to him and lowered their voices. Push off, Ralph. It's a tribe. They made us. We couldn't help it. When Ralph spoke again, his voice was low, seemed breathless. What have I done? I liked him. I wanted us to be rescued. Again, the stars spilled about the sky. Eric shook his head earnestly. Listen, Ralph, never mind what sense. That's gone. Never mind about the chief. You gotta go for, for your own good. The chief and Roger. Yes, Roger. They hate you, Ralph. They're going to do to you. They're gonna hunt you down tomorrow. But, but why? I don't know. And Ralph, Chief, Jack, says it'll be dangerous. And we gotta be careful and throw our spears like at a pig. We're gonna spread out in a line across the island. We're going forward from this end until we find you. We've got to give signals like this. Eric raised his head and achieved a faint ulgulation by beating on his open mouth and then glanced behind him nervously. Like that, only louder, of course. But I've done nothing, whispered Ralph urgently. I, I only wanted to keep a fire. He paused for a moment, thinking miserably of the moral. A matter of overwhelming importance occurred to him. What are you... He couldn't bring himself to be specific at first, but then fear and loneliness goaded him. When they find me, what are they going to do? The twins were silent. Beneath him, the death rock flowered again. What are they? Oh, God, I'm hungry. The towering rock seemed to sway under him. Well, what? The twins answered his question indirectly. You gotta go now, Ralph. It's for your own good. Keep away as far as you can. Won't you come with me? Three of us, we'd stand a chance. After a moment's silence, Sam spoke in a strangled voice. You don't know Roger. He's a, he's a terror. And the chief, they're, they're both terrors. Only Roger, both boys froze. Someone was climbing towards them from the tribe. He's coming to see us if we're keeping watch. Quick, Ralph. As he prepared to let himself down the cliff, Ralph snatched at the last possible advantage to be wrung out of this meeting. I'll lie up close in that thicket down there, he whispered, so keep them away from it. They'll never think to look so close. The footsteps were still some distance away. Sam, I'm going to be all right, aren't I? The twins were silent again. Here, Sam said suddenly, take this. Ralph felt a chunk of meat pushed against him and grabbed it. But what are you going to do when they catch me? Silence above. He sounded silly to himself. He lowered himself down the rock. What are you going to do? 
From the top of the towering rock came the incomprehensible reply. Roger sharpened a stick at both ends. Roger sharpened a stick at both ends. Ralph tried to attach a meaning to this, but could not. He used all the bad words he could think of in a fit of temper that passed into yawning. How could you go without sleep? He yearned for a bed and sheets. The only whiteness here was the slow spilt milk luminous round the rock forty feet below where Piggy had fallen. Piggy was everywhere, was on this neck, was becoming terrible in darkness and death. If, if Piggy were to come back now out of the water with his empty head, Ralph whimpered and yawned like a little un. The stick in his hand became a crutch on which he reeled, and then he tensed again. There were voices raised on top of the castle rock. Sam Narek were arguing with someone. But the ferns and the grass were near. That was the place to be in, hidden, next to the thicket that was served for tomorrow's hideout. Here, and his hands touched grass, was a place to be in for the night, not far from the tribe, so that if the horrors of the supernatural emerged, one could at least mix with humans for the time being, even if it meant... What did it mean? A stick sharpened at both ends. What was there in that? They'd thrown spears and missed all the time, all but one. Perhaps they would miss next time, too. Sounds like a good place to break off for tonight. Wow. We are headed towards the end. <laughs> Lord of the Flies. If you've never read this book, it is amazing. I encourage you to pick up a copy. Read it. Get your kids to read. I mean, young kids, it's probably a bit heavy for them. But certainly teens, preteens, yeah, probably be okay. 1954 is when that book was first published by William Golding. All right. That is going to do it for us for tonight. I will see you all again tomorrow. Please don't forget, give us a follow. Give us a like. Join us on our Locals channel over there and be a subscriber if you don't mind. It really helps the show out a lot. And, uh, yeah, that's it for tonight. I will, for today, I should say, enjoy the rest of your day. I will see you tomorrow. Snort. <laughs>